Hello everybody. Thank you for joining me on the Speak Life Now radio show. I am your host, Dr. Lisa Speak Life Pharrell. The song in the background today is Tasha Cobbs Leonard. This is filming. This is Overflow Live. Overflow Live. Let's listen to a bit of this. It's gonna go along with what we're gonna talk about today. The title of the message today will be You Are the Oil. Let's listen to this song a little bit. Tell everybody, Speak Life Now radio show is on if you listen to it on internet radio. Or if it's a podcast, time a new one just dropped. They're going to listen to, want to listen to this one. You are the oil. It's the title. Just listen to this a little bit more. Until I overflow. Hallelujah. Fill me up, Lord. Hallelujah. I want to run over. Fill me up to the overflow because I want to run over. That was Tasha Cobb Leonard, Overflow Live. That's what the song was. Go ahead and download her music. Uh, Like I said, today's title, Hallelujah, You Are the All. Hallelujah. Heavenly Father, I thank you so much for the 
The prayer has already gone forth. Fill me up. Hallelujah. Until I overflow. I want to run over on your people today. Thank you, dear Lord. Apply the blood of Jesus over the airways that there will be no hindrances. Thank you. Welcome, Holy Spirit, into the broadcast. Thank you that we are the oil. Thank you, Lord, for all that you're doing in this hour for your people, for the believers, dear Lord. Let us overflow. Let us touch somebody as we walk through our day. Let us see you in us. Lord, I thank you right now in your precious name, Jesus. Thank you all, all so much for being a part of the Speak Life Now radio show. Hallelujah. Don't take it for granted. Don't take it lightly that you push play or that you're listening and tuning in to the Speak Life Now radio show. And today's title will be, You Are the Oil. You Are the Oil. So as many scriptures we can talk about when they, you know, pour oil on people um, to anoint them. But we know that, yeah, we still can do that. We can anoint ourselves with oil. That's still some of the some of the things that we do as believers. But also you have to know you are the oil. The Holy Spirit is already dwelling within you. You are the oil. And recently, um, I was asking the Lord, you know, some questions on what I should do about a situation. Should I carry the oil? Should I take oil with me? What should I do? Should I anoint? What should I do in this situation? And he said to me, use wisdom daughter you are the oil so i need to say that to you guys today that you are the oil when you go to your job you are the oil when you go around your family you are the oil when you are in the supermarket you are the oil when you are at the gas station you are the oil when you're going to um uh, a cookout or festival anything you are the oil take what is in you Said so like he's like Tasha Cobbs, let us said in that song, fill me up, Lord. Hallelujah. Until an overflow happens. So I can run over on someone else. I was talking to someone this week and they were saying to me, remember in the beginning of the month for April, the Lord was saying um, um, about you know, about the wind, the open doors, the shifting. The last time it was on, it was like, sometimes you got to learn how to shift from gear to gear to gear to get the best acceleration um, so you won't wear yourself out. You got to know when to shift, and then you can get go further in that vehicle, and then you shift again. You can go even further at a higher speed. Remember, I was talking about that, and that was for April, but for May... Well, keep this in your mind. Wherever you're going, you're going to a graduation, you're going to Mother's Day events, wherever you're going, <clears throat> excuse me, remember, you are the oil. You are the oil. Take the oil with you. When you see someone might be going through something, sometimes you might say, hey, can I pray for you? Or sometimes you might just pray. You might intercede on their behalf about them knowing because you're in a full place of graduation. Are uh, you just going to pop up? anoint with oil and do all that you may not you may if the lord tell you but you may not because sometimes you gotta use wisdom you don't want to be um 
um, in places and then cause a lot of attention on you when it's supposed to be God that's getting the glory, right? You are the oil. So you are the oil. You see something going on. You pray for that situation. You're watching. You're discerning. You pray for that situation. You might speak forth something. You might speak a word of encouragement. You might speak something to a person, but you don't have to make yourself a spectacle. You can make sure that God is still the biggest one in the room, that God is still getting the glory, not you. Yes, you are the oil because you're carrying him in these places. You're carrying him into the graduation, to the graduation party, to the university, wherever you are, you are the oil. And you might see an assignment. It was like, okay, because I knew I had an assignment, right? And I was like, Lord, tell me the best way to do what you want me to do. And he was like, use wisdom. Remember, remember in the scripture when Solomon asked for wisdom and God gave him everything he didn't ask for because that was the right prayer? I said, Lord, show me what I'm supposed to do. Do I need to take all? Do I need to speak it out? What do I need to do? He said, use wisdom. You are the all. So I didn't have to speak out anything. He told me to write it out and give it to them. See, that's what the instruction was for me. You are the oil. But make sure that God is the one getting the glory for it. Sometimes, you know, I think, you know, I think we all might be a little bit um, guilty of this. You might want some of the attention or oh, oh, letting God know, oh, God is using me. Well, okay, God is using you. The key to this is God is doing it. So let him do it at the pace. Let him do it in the way that he wants it done. Because we want to make sure God gets all the glory for what he's doing. God has to be the one getting all the glory. Not you, not me. So ask the Lord for wisdom. How to approach a conversation. Okay, you might have to do a thing. But like, okay, Lord, give me wisdom on how to do that. Or even as if you're flowing in different giftings, the gift of knowledge, for example. You might know that somebody is really dealing with a, um, a sickness, an illness, a, a infirmity, a spirit of infirmity in their body. The Lord has given you that gift of knowledge. But do you need to stand up and tell the whole congregation at that moment, what that person is dealing with, God will give you wisdom to maybe just come to that person and say, this is what the Lord is showing me. These are the steps. This is what he's going to do. And he's going to deliver you from it. You know what I'm saying? I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Sometimes, sometimes it's out of, out of sequence. It's out of timing. Or it may not be the right the right um, atmosphere to release certain words. You got to make sure you say, Lord, give me wisdom with this knowledge. Okay, the Lord give you the gift of prophecy and you're speaking and you know what to say. But sometimes I've seen people, they don't speak it out into the entire congregation because if the word is for that person, why? Sometimes you might need a witness, but why everybody got to know their business? So he might just have you to whisper in their ear something and tell them what God is going to do in a situation that he's just shown you. It could be one-on-one -on -one type things, right? I'm just saying, we know you are the oil when you go places, but make sure that you're, you know, that you're not causing more warfare. I've been, in, I've been um, in places when things have been spoken over me that I believe and I really know that it shouldn't have been done in an open form like that because all it does, especially if it's things that um. 
what God is going to do, like, um, not a bad thing, but major things that's going to be happening. And you say it in, in a full congregation, or you say it in amongst those that really go pray against it. So we got to have wisdom. We got to know when to release it, how to release it. We got to know, okay, is this just a one-on-one thing? Or, or how much to release? Because sometimes I think we might be going further than what God is saying to speak. He might show you. He might show you a whole lot of stuff or a lot of things about a person, but that don't mean you're going to release all of that at that time. You might might release what he say and then pray for the rest. I mean, I know when I uh, first got saved, people were saying to me, you're supposed to be doing this. You're supposed to be doing that. Lord, I just got saved. Can I get delivered first? Can I get delivered first? Because some of that stuff was like confusing me. I'm supposed to be preaching. I just got straight out from the clubs and stuff. What in the world? Sometimes it was like, it was too much, too fast. I'm trying to get delivered, going through all this stuff, mentally stuff that I'm going through. What I'm going to preach, who going who, who, who gonna, to, it was for the future. 20 years from now, from then. But I'm thinking, oh, once I get saved, I'm hearing this word. Oh, I'm, I'm behind. My pastors and stuff don't know what I'm supposed to be doing. Okay, see what I'm saying? It could just tear up a lot of stuff. Back to it. You are the oil. Let God direct you. Ask the Lord. That prayer please God. It pleased them then. Don't you think it will please him now? Lord, give me wisdom to do what you want me to do with this knowledge. Lord, give me the wisdom and the grace to fulfill this assignment. Direct me and don't let me do what I think I'm supposed to do out of tradition. And what I've seen other people do over the years. Tradition. No, Lord, show me the right way to do something. Because a lot of times, let's say you're not in your congregation. You're out and about in the neighborhood. Or you're at an event. Whatever. You're not in a church setting. So don't be all churchy. Just do what you need to do, and it's going to draw people to him. Just be the light. It's going to draw people to God. Isn't that where we want him to be drawn, people to draw to Jesus, to the light of Jesus that's in us, and, and, and get to the Father that way? He is the only way. Isn't that what we want, or do we want people to be drawn to us? Because... All of a sudden, because we have this gift and nobody else has this gift. And and I got to make sure everybody knows that I have this gift. Well, God gave you the gift. You are the oil, correct. You are overflowing and running over. But make sure that people know where the spout is coming from. It's coming from God. You got to ask God for wisdom. Because so many things are going to be happening in May. May, you are the oil. You're going to be going into places. And you are the oil. But don't be churchy. Because you're not in church. You're not going to be in church. Don't be churchy. Be, be somebody that other people can be drawn to. I heard, um, I was listening to Dr. Harvey today, Increase International. And he was talking about 
he was saying how, um, you know, some people say, well, you got tattoos, you're not going to make it to heaven. You got piercings, you're not going to make it to heaven. That is just ridiculous. I got three tattoos. What that mean? I had my nose pierced. I wanted to go back and get it done. What, what, what about that? And he said, this is what he said. He said that you can, you got a nose piercing. You go minister to somebody and talk to somebody with a nose piercing. And then look at you like, oh, God love you. Because people try to make it seem like God ain't going to love you if you got piercings and tattoos. That's a lie from the pit. That's a lie. That's a lie. I got three tattoos. Does that mean that God don't love me? I had piercing all up my ear. Did that mean God don't love me? No, it don't. That's a lie from the pet. So we're supposed to be out there witnessing to others, loving on them. Ask God for wisdom. We don't have to be trying. We just be ourselves. I mean, when I go in stores, people think I work in every store I go to. Because, first of all, I like sales. So, I and I like giving people compliments. So I go up and I was like, that looks great. Oh, yeah, that's bad. That's bad. That's nice. And they be like, you work here? I'm like, no, I don't work here. But I like selling. I was like, you got to get that. You got to get that. It doesn't matter where I'm at. I'm going to sell somebody something if I want to. It doesn't matter. If I feel like it, I'm going to do it. I'm like, okay, let me go on in here today and see. You know what I'm saying? If I feel like doing it, I'll do it. But they'll be drawn. Next thing you know, they'll be like talking to you. They talk about how God is good. It's a beautiful day outside. They're so thankful. You know, you just start talking about how you just, just thankful. And they'll be like, what church you go to? They usually say that. What church you go through? Uh, who are you? Do I know you? A lot of times people say that. They think they know me. A lot of times they'd be like, I know you from somewhere. They could know me from social media. They could know me. They might have heard my voice on Speak Live now. I'm not sure. But they always think they really know me. But it could be the Lord drawing them to him. Right? So God gets the glory for all of it. You are the oil. Remember in May, you are the oil. I've heard so many testimonies for April. Things that shifted, moved around, um, deliverances. Even I had a situation where, you know, I'm talking about Project Reach all the time. But also, there's a time when you're reaching out, you also got to reach in. So I had a, um, a situation where I had to reach in, deal with some issues, emotional issues, um, trauma. Um, I had to go in and reach into the depths of myself, pull out some things that I had totally forgot about. But the Lord revealed to me, this is that. This is what you're dealing with. Go ahead, have the emotion. Get through this thing. I mean, it was a... I even had a full-on anxiety attack um, following it. But afterwards, I was like, oh, this is healing. And I had saw um, I had saw a clip from Sarah... Sarah... Um, Jake Roberts, I think it's her name. And she had did a... It was just a little clip. This was right after I had an anxiety attack. And she said, that trigger wasn't sent to kill you. It was sent for you to go back, pick up the pieces of yourself that you thought you would never pick up again, and heal. And that's what happened. 
So in that project, while I'm reaching out, the Lord is showing me how to reach back in and how he's going into the depths of some things in my soul, pulling those things out so I can heal. And he might do that for you in the month of May. He might go into some areas who's like, oh, I am the all, but what is going on here? What is going on? Why am I feeling this way? He might be doing that in the month of May. I'm not sure what's going to happen for you. But I know in April was a shift and the winds and the doors was open. I saw so many things. I've heard so many different testimonies uh, for the month of April, for the month of May. It is definitely remembering that you are the all. Make sure you are filled to the overflow so you can run over on someone else for the month of May. So that's all I'm going to talk about right there. I'm going to talk about a little bit something else in a, um, for a moment. And then one more thing. I think I'm going to talk about this next week. Setting boundaries. Make sure God will give you some God boundaries that you need to set. Um, he's been doing that with me. And a boundary is not always easy to do, but it's up to you to do it. For like for me, um, I'm not going to tell you what it is because then something going to try to disrupt it. But anyway, God has set some boundaries. And when I talk to people, I'm like, hey, I had to set this boundary, blah, 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 right? So I'm not going to say what it is because, you know, the enemy trying to stop it. So for you, set some boundaries so you can have the time you need to spend with the Lord. Praying, um, um, writing, just set some boundaries. So what I want to talk about next is Project Reach, which if you're listening and looking at me now, you'll see some of the things behind me, even some of the photos over the, over the few months uh, the last year of um, different people that was um, impacted by Project Reach with giving out the blood pressure monitors. And I know y'all might have seen in the news about um, even um, Jamie Foxx. They were saying that his blood pressure was really, really high and he's you know, still in the hospital and had some issues there. We really have to monitor. We really need to know what that blood pressure is. Come on, folks. Um, get your blood pressure monitor. I'm thankful that Project Reach we're still handing out blood pressure monitors and um, we have an event this weekend um, coming up and um, it's already full to capacity May 6, 2023 Why wait? Give them their flowers now Celebration of Women and Mothers but also I'll be giving out um, blood pressure monitors, we're going to give out awards we're going to have all this information but I just implore you to please get you a blood pressure monitor so you know your numbers. It's nobody's fault if you don't know your numbers. It's your fault. You can't blame nobody. Get you a blood pressure monitor. You can get them off of Amazon. You can ask your doctor. Maybe they can give you a prescription for it. It's nobody's fault but your own. You can't blame nobody. Come on. Reach in and do this for yourself. Monitor your blood pressure. Have one in every home. Every home should have one. The same way you have a thermometer, the same way you have a toothbrush. Do you have a toothbrush? The same way you should have a, a blood pressure monitor in your home, especially black and brown people. Have one in your home and have it like a, for a routine that you make sure that you check in your blood pressure. And check it often because then you will realize that some of the foods that you're eating is what is causing some of the elevation of the number. So you can monitor it. It was like, hmm, this body doesn't do, like for me, my body doesn't do well with sausage, any type of pork, processed foods, um, 
lunch meat, I have to be very, very, very um, limited on these things because I know this, if I eat it, the blood pressure reading is really, really bad. And what does high blood pressure do? It enlarges your heart, you guys. It's very, very serious. So, if y'all can do one thing, let's, let's go ahead on. Can y'all just do this? Everybody that's listening, if you don't have one, get a blood pressure monitor. You can get it on Amazon, right? If you do have one, purchase one for one person. The Lord might tell you to do more. And then employ that person and say, hey, I'm giving you this. Won't you go ahead on and get a blood pressure monitor for one of your family members? And so every household will have a blood pressure monitor. My goal is for, um, talk. I'm, I'm going to always talk about it, for one. It's a project, I'm going to always talk about it, okay? So y'all might get tired of it, but once y'all all have a blood pressure monitor in your house, and then y'all realize the foods you have been eating, and then also that, let's say you, um, let's say um, I'm listening, uh, uh, a head of the household is listening to me now. Single mom, father, Head of household, listen to me right now. And you realize, after you get this monitor, oh my goodness, let me go see a doctor. You got to go see the doctor. You have to go. Black man, brown man, please go see the doctor. Black woman, brown woman, please go see the doctor. But then you're going to realize, hmm, I got five babies here. My children been eating what I've been eating. So you don't want... Because people are going to call it a generational curse. A real good friend of mine, as I told y'all before, Dr. Shirley Hill out of Chicago, Illinois. She has a PhD in food, food science. PhD in food science. She said it's not a generational problem. It's a knife and fork problem. Because if you're eating it, then you're putting it before your children and they'll get older, and they put it before their children, and they'll get older, and then your grandchildren eat everything that you had gave your children's children. You see what I'm saying? That's the wrong thing to leave. You don't want to leave that type of inheritance. We want to leave a, we quote that, I'm leave a inheritance to my children's children. What inheritance are you leaving? Think about that. What inheritance are you leaving? Right? So, do this one thing. Every household, make sure you have a blood pressure monitor in your house before the end of May. Talk, send me on social media. Send me a, a, a message saying you got you a monitor. And if you already have one, say, I already have my monitor. I know my numbers. Then, in the, in the comments below, I want you to also say, since I already have mine, come on here. I'm going to go ahead and get one for somebody else. Put those comments in the this right below this and when I put this on social media. Go out and get a monitor for every household should have a monitor the same way they have a thermometer in their household. They should have a monitor to check the blood pressure and know their numbers. It's not a generational curse. Like, like I just mentioned, Dr. Shirley Hill said, it is a knife and fork problem. So we got to change that mindset. Let's go ahead and leave a real inheritance to our children's children by teaching them how to eat right, by teaching them their numbers, they're teaching them so they can live a long life. 
long happy life. That their children will live a long happy life. And then their children's children will live a long happy life. And be healthy and fulfill assignments. Can y'all do that for me? I want y'all to leave a comment and let me know, first of all, if you have a blood pressure monitor, if you're going to get up, if you just purchase a blood pressure monitor, or you, and since you already have yours, that you're purchasing one for someone else. Go ahead and leave that in the comments. It's going to encourage others if you do. Thank you so much in advance. Hallelujah. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Now, as you go into this week, remember, you are the oil the month of May. You are the oil. Come on here. You are the oil. Make sure God gets all the glory for the oil that he's pouring out on you, through you, so somebody else can be touched by it. Make sure he gets the glory for it. As you're going to this week, speak life over yourself. Speak life over your family. Speak life over your neighborhood. Speak life over your co-workers. Hallelujah. Sleep, speak life over them. Speak life over your co-workers. The key to it all is to speak life now. Keep declaring God continue to surprise me for the rest of my life. Thank y'all so much. Share the podcast with someone. Share the internet radio that you're listening to it with someone. Just share it. You never know. It could change their life. And I believe this one right here. That it's going to encourage and motivate others to get that blood pressure monitors in their home. Every home should have one. No excuses, no excuses, no excuses. I'll talk to you all again next week. Bye-bye.